0: I'm having a chat with Grant Kerno, who's going to bring Salvador Dalek to the Buxton Fringe. Hiya, Grant. Hi, Damien. Nice to meet you. Likewise. And you're in sunny West Didsbury.
1: I am, yeah, in Manchester, yeah. So I've just taken a, a bit of break. I work from home, so I'm just taking a little break to have a chat with you.
0: Likewise. Here we both are in our home offices. But <laughs> yours, yours you've got. So you've got, I can see you've got a lovely yellow T-shirt with Jeopardy on it. Uh, Definitely yeah, been like a classic American quiz show, is that right? Yeah,
1: it is, yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um yeah. I had there uh, I got obsessed with it during lockdown, it was on Netflix. Um so what would happen with me and my sister, because she was based in London, obviously, because we couldn't really travel then. Uh, we would just watch it together, <laughs> and then she ended up getting a crush on the host, Alex electrician. Yeah. And then, and she got me a, a, the T-shirt for Christmas when we were talking about it. I got her like a tote bag with his face on as well. And, and behind
0: <laughs> you, you've you've got a lovely picture of the young Roger Moore holding his gun up. I have, yeah. I'm a big James Bond fan.
1: He's my favourite. And you uh, I, I, I can see, actually, my this is my work desk. I've got I've got Godzilla lamp. Can you see him?
0: Oh yeah, oh like oh with the the flames that he's breathing. He's kind of the lampshade. Yeah. And he's attacking
1: Lego Sesame
0: Street, I've got Oh, of course,
1: yeah. And yeah. I've got the, the Council of Elrond with some guests on it. I've got E.T., um, Jar Jar Binks, Dobby from uh, Harry Potter. A few various characters have disassembled around there.
0: Imagine if the Council of Elrond had had those guys involved as well. How, how didn't this, the
1: tale would have gone?
0: I know. I think Jar Jar would have lost the ring beforehand. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. How I'm feeling that uh, with the, with what you're telling me about your room and so on, and your and your hobbies and so on. This kind of might relate a little bit to your show, which is called Salvador Dali. Oh, mean, may or may is, not. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you tell me more.
1: Yeah, so basically, my act is uh, my, uh, my act's always been. I'm an amateur time lord, um, so a big mm-hmm. Obsessed with Doctor Who e fan, and always have on stage I always have my comedy side a mini Dalek here he is so you can see yeah. Hello. Uh, for people who can't see it's at home yeah it's just a small Dalek plush toy um, but he's a real character he's a real person he's in my show you know he, he interrupts me and stuff like that and um, yeah so basically during lockdown he got really into painting he got learned to, to how to paint so he's, he now goes under the moniker Salvador Dalek and we're, we're, exhibiting, we're exhibiting his surrealist paintings so uh, his little drawings uh, cartoons he did over lockdown so it's a bit I call it like Doctor Who meets Grace and Perry, uh, you know, art club. So it's what it's always, yeah. So that's what happened. That's what we did over lockdown. So we talk about, about our lockdown experience. Uh, but it's got a lot of it. It's not just artwork. I've got I've got musical. I'm a musical comedian, so I do songs and stuff like that. So I've got songs about the Queen's Jubilee. Uh, um, so yeah, so there was a a lot of a lot of gags and stuff like that, other songs, and some of my old songs, Uh cause I've been doing a few fringes, Edinburgh Fringe in the past, so yes, yeah, so I do some of my greatest hits at the end, so yeah, so it's a, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, it's a fun multimedia, multi-media experience, I've got projector up, all the artwork, and then songs, and stand-up, and everything, so a bit of everything.
0: So you played a few fringes, have you ever been to Buxton before?
1: No, never, no, so this is one on my list, because I've done the Edinburgh Fringe three times, so I've done this show last summer, uh, the Edinburgh Fringe and it went really well and I thought I'll keep it going um so I've never really took a show on tour before so I normally do it in Manchester and I go to Edinburgh um so and it's over with <laughs> but then I thought you know, I really like doing this one I got really good feedback from it if you like geek humor and stuff like that you'll love it I think yeah so I've got um it's not just mini Dalek in it it's got loads of other sidekicks in there so I've got some other people come up so there's a lot of guests in it
0: Awesome. And tell us where you're playing and what dates then? Um, I'm playing at the Green Man Gallery um, in the workshop room.
1: So I'm playing on Saturday the 15th of July and on Sunday the 16th of July at 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. Uh, so I've got two shows, um, Saturday and Sunday. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to going to Buxton. I've never really been before. So I'm looking forward to going to Buxton Brewery as well for a few drinks before the show afterwards and checking out some other great comedy as well. So I'm looking forward to meeting people as well.
0: I'd recommend Buxton Brewery for two reasons. One, we have a special Buxton Fringe beer that they've yeah. done, and if you buy that, you that there's some kind of contribution, I think, to the Fringe. And also, my son works at Buxton Brewery as well, so I'll have to look out for you. I don't think you'll be wearing your your yellow jeopardy t shirt. Maybe something else. I don't know.
1: But... I'll be wearing like a purple suit. So yeah, we're quite. I've got a velvet suit. So yeah, I, I, I look the part. I look like a time lord. So if you see me, so oh, do you possess a sonic screwdriver? I do, yeah, it's in the show, yes.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Listen, Grant. So Grant, Salvador Dalek, the Green Man Gallery, and your dates again and times, please? Uh
1: 15th of July, uh Saturday, 6 pm to 7 pm, and then Sunday, 16th of July, 6 pm, 7 pm. So yeah, Saturday and Sunday,
0: six six
1: or
0: seven. That's Grant Kerno. You can get tickets at the link in the description, which is Buxton Fringe, or you can go to the Green Man Gallery. Thanks very much, Grant. That's a great. Thanks for having me. See you soon.
1: Have your say. Our audience survey can now be filled in via the Fringe website www.buxtonfringe.org.uk or you will find paper forms at the Fringe Information Desk and at some venues in the town. It's really short and won't take you long to fill in, but it really helps us with our marketing and planning for future Fringes.
0: I'm talking over Zoom to Tom Kane from Tom Kane Theatre and he's bringing his play 97 Plus to Buxton Fringe this Sunday. We'll get the exact details in a minute. Hi Tom, how are you doing? Yeah,
2: good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on the pod.
0: Oh, you're very welcome and you're over in the Merseyside area at the moment but you're heading over to sunny Buxton in a couple of days. Yeah, Um, excited. Have you been to Buxton before?
2: No, I'm not actually, no, um, but it's it's about a two hour drive from me, um, but yeah, it would be certainly worth the trip So it's a long day for us, we've got I think our tech at 11 o'clock in the morning and then the show's at half eight at night So yeah, we've got a very long day for me and the cast, but yeah, it'll be worth it And we can go visit uh, Buxton in our free time as well and maybe see some of the shows
0: Yeah, there'll be plenty to do, this is a real buzz building in Buxton, it'll be good on Sunday, there'll be plenty to do um, I said Sonny Buxton, that's not strictly true. Uh, bring an anorak, maybe an extra <laughs> jumper. That's like, that's like general advice for Buxton, but specifically this weekend, I think you might do. But that won't dampen anyone's spirits. We'll, we'll still have a brilliant time and the fringe will, will be as lively as ever. So, yeah, tell us about 97+. Um, plus. I know that your play is based on the Hillsborough disaster. Um, tell us a bit more about uh, about the play, why you wrote it, and yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, um, so uh, I graduated from Edgewood University um, back in 2021. Um, I studied drama, um, and when I was writing the play, I always wanted to write a play about Hillsborough for my dissertation. I, I actually wrote a play back in GCSE high school, then for college, and then for uni. Um, essentially, my granddad was a Hills survivor, uh, he was sat in the away end, so wasn't harmed at all uh, physically, but it really affected him mentally. And he was a very strong man. And it was strange, the fact that um, I-, I felt like the only thing that really you know got to emotionally was on the anniversary for Hillsborough. Um, so I was, from a young age, I learned about it. And I was kind of fascinated. And then uh, for, for Edge University, I wrote it in collaboration with the Hillsborough Survivor Support Alliance, uh, which is a charity set up for survivors by survivors. And they help each other undergo Hills of Transformational Recovery Model, uh, which is a therapy that they've set up with a therapist to uh, help survivors. So I interviewed about 10 people uh, as part of the HSA and really it set the story as it was. The the stuff they told me was just shocking, like to the point where I was saying to them, how has it not really made the news? And it's just because they didn't exactly want to. Obviously, all the cover ups that has gone on as well. Um, so, trying to set like a time period, I decided to set it in 2012, uh, which is when Theresa May um, brought forward the Operation Resolve that the, you know, we're going to uh, re inquest into the disaster uh, rather than being deemed as accidental death, which it was done uh, for 19, 1991. Um, so, yeah, I set it in 2012. It's like 2012, and that was because as well, um, Edgel graduate, um, Doctor Phil Scratton, He, I, I looked a lot of his books. And because he was a agile alumni as well, I just thought it tied in uh, and it set it really well for there. So, <clears throat> yeah, the, the play set 2012 and it's about a uh, host survivors, John and Steve, and how they each deal with their trauma um, now, 23 years later from the date, now as middle-aged men.
0: Yeah, it's a really powerful theme. And tell us about 97 Plus, why are you called the play 97 Plus um
2: so at the time when i wrote it it was actually 96 plus just because it was 96 people who had died and then andrew devine passed away um in 2022 uh, so that's when i changed the title um obviously to 97 plus and the idea of the plus was just that hills were affected so many more people um you know there was the thing with Stephen Whittle. With um, originally he was deemed as a ninety-seven because he uh, passed away from suicide. So it, it does look on themes of PTSD, suicide, depression, um, and also self harm. And that's just from the interviews I had and the the effect Hillsborough has on people. You know you have nowadays there's um, you know chance at Anfield and uh, about Hillsborough. There's you know chance about Munich for United. And I don't I, I think people use it as football rivalry and just to try and you know wind up the opposition but they don't realise like the actual effect it has on people
0: and, and why I think it's important now is that those chants are coming back aren't they amongst the younger yeah. generation who do not understand they it's history for them isn't it they don't yeah. understand that people are living day to day with uh with, with Hillsborough and Munich and, and and other disasters that have happened in football as well they just think it's funny so you're kind of reminding people and keeping present as Liverpool fans always have done. Uh, this is this is an ongoing thing for lots of people who are still yeah, suffering trauma. I mean,
2: even doing the shows, like we... So I've performed the show five times now. So we did uh, Little Liverpool Theatre Festival um, back in 2022. We made our debut there in May. And then we got a 10 out of 10 perfect review from RightBase. So we got invited, which is the festival of viewers. So we got invited back to the main festival in September um, and then we did the Edge Hill um, because I'm a graduate and I actually originally had my uh, lecturer cast as one of the roles of Liz, um, which is quite exciting. So, yeah, we, uh, we had about it for Edge Hill and then we did the school's only edition as well. And that was in support of the the Real Truth Legacy Project, uh, which is a campaign um, trying to get Hillsbury added onto the high school curriculum just to educate the younger audience. But even during those shows, like promoting the shows on my socials, and like I've had a, a couple of comments, you know, saying like, ah. Oh, um, and one was said something like, "Um, don't let a good tragedy go to waste." Um, others were saying, "Oh, why are you still talking about this? You know, it's it's been years now." And yeah, there's a couple of nasty trolls out there really who carry on. But I mean, I, I, sometimes I feel like retaliating, but just I just delete them. There's no point.
0: No, the best thing to do, I think, is what you're doing is just telling the story and making sure everyone knows, uh, exactly, uh, what what. The truth is, uh, and how and the effect on people's lives. Tell us a bit more about uh, how the play works. Then you've got you've got three people in it. There's two survivors, John and Steve. You've got
2: uh, John who works in the news agents, and just on a chance meeting, he meets Steve, a fellow survivor, and they each um, deal with the trauma different ways. Steve is in and out of hospital, very open about his mental health, and obviously suffering. He also is suffering from schizophrenia. Um, whereas John bottles everything up but to be honest is just as bad uh, if not worse than Steve and Liz is John's wife and she kind of connects the two together and uh, when Steve is invited around for a meal and she also shows the character that, that she has to deal with uh, her husband who's clearly suffering from mental health and because I've I've decided that her character uh, to be from Brighton so with her being a southerner she kind of you know she understands it but doesn't necessarily get it because she's not from there, she didn't, you know, she wasn't there and John always retaliates with that, always snaps at her so it tests their marriage as well throughout the whole play
0: I'll just read the review here uh, 10 out of 10, perfect possibly the most powerful theatre show I've ever seen and that was from Right Base that's a good review yeah. and I'm not surprised you're in demand played in Liverpool, you come in here and then you're going up to Edinburgh Finally, let's make sure everyone knows exactly when it is, uh, date, time, et cetera, Tom. Yeah, so it's su- this Sunday,
2: the 16th of July, at half eight at the Old Club Offs, the uh, underground venues. And actually, this will be the first time that 97 uh, Plus takes place outside of Liverpool. So I'm really excited to see what the reception is from there, from people who maybe don't know the story as well as... Um, you know other, other theatre goers um, and yeah it's going to be really great I've heard such great things for Buxton uh, Fringe so when I was programming me my tour for this year I always wanted to get everyone at Buxton Fringe so yeah we got one night only Sunday 16th of July at half eight
0: I, I think you will <laughs> get a supportive crowd in, in Buxton for that for sure and how great for us to be able to have your first performance outside outside uh, Liverpool that's amazing thanks very much Tom cheers for the chat excellent thank you very much Damon